0: Monday. happy monday to you hey guys welcome to 90 days of melanated way i'm your host linda Antwi, and uh, it's monday i don't know what that means it's just monday it's the beginning of the week it's may it's my birthday month i'm starting to really like i'm getting old y'all I'm getting old anyways uh, i hope you guys had an amazing weekend uh let's get some some housekeeping out of the way first and foremost. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to everyone that is really, like, supporting this page and supporting my show and all of that stuff. I really, really appreciate you guys. So I'm going to first shout-out uh, my Patreon subscribers uh, that are day ones. Olivia, welcome, Olivia. Your commentary, the the things that you say, the messages that you send crack me up. And uh Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Lydia, hey Linda. I haven't seen you in a live, but I just have to tell you I really support I really appreciate all your support from day one, I just really appreciate you. Uh, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda Jalisa, and Donna over at Anchor FM. You guys, you see the screen scrolling at the bottom there. Please support 90 Day of the Melanated Way. I don't know how many ways I can ask you. You can Cash App, you can Venmo, you can Super Chat, you can Super Sticker if you are watching on YouTube, but many ways, Cash App and Venmo at Linda is so girly. And shout out to the live chat. I see a couple of new faces on Facebook as well on YouTube. Everyone welcome some of these new people. I think Raina is new. Hey, Better Days. I think Shelly is new. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, And hey, Maria. Hey, girl. Hey. So, you guys, overall thoughts of this episode, because I got to tell you, I want to be all like, peace and love and lovey dory. But this episode had me like, oh, Lord. That's all I kept saying. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, So Let's get into it because, man, it it was just doing the most. It was doing the most. So we're going to start with, and they started with the Pest family. So Andre and Elizabeth. So they opened up with Andre building this playhouse for baby Eleanor and mm, I don't know y'all it looked like he needed a little help with this this playhouse and I'm just you know not trying to say like building a playhouse is like be, building a realtor but you know there are some similarities in Andre saying that he has so many skills and saying how smart he is and You know, I just, I don't know if all those things are true. I don't, because at some point, hey, Amanda, hey, girl, hey. Here's the thing, okay? Andre can say how smart he is and how many skills he has, but since we've met him from day one, we haven't seen him do anything. We heard he was like a a bouncer here. He might have gone in the police force in Moldova. But, like, since we've met him, he hasn't had a job. So he's only giving us lip service to the fact that he's so skilled and so smart. All I'm hearing him is saying, I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. But like, we haven't seen any action behind those words. That's all I'm saying. So he has a huge attitude. He's still mad at Charlie for wrecking his wedding and destroying his wedding are his words. And you know, I'm not a parent. So any of you parents in the live chat, I'm going to need you to chime in. If you're watching the replay later, definitely hit that comment button below. But I don't know. Eleanor is what, like three? And this Andre's mouth is so foul. Like every other word is a cuss word. And don't get me wrong. Like cuss your face off as a grown adult. You're grown. But like aren't those her formative years where she's going to be forming words and kids are so smart at that time that they pick up everything and they even pick up on like your, your negative energy. And so I'm curious to all my parents out there, like do you cuss up a storm in front of your kids? And is that okay? Cause like I have African parents and I'm going to tell you, like I, I never heard my parents cuss in front of me. Not ever, not even to this day, not even to this day. So I'm just, it's a different, and its I know it's a different time and it's a different, you know, culture, but I'm just curious if that's a thing, because every other word was F this, F that. And I was like, um, you know, your baby's right there and you're supposed to be having a happy moment building her playhouse. And like, here you are just cussing up a storm because you're so mad at Charlie. Like, I don't know, this could be a conversation that you have with Libby behind closed doors, like just you and her. I, I don't know, I just thought it was weird, but uh, what are you guys saying in the live chat? Maria says, no way, I rarely cuss in front of my little one. Uh, hey Christine, hey girl, Hey. So <clears throat> Crystal said, my parents curse, but it was clear that his kids should not be cursing. And Shelly says, I'm a parent and no, I don't. I would never cuss in front of my daughter. My parents never did. And Raydella said, my mother cursed in front of me today. Does that count? (laughs) Yes, Crystal, that counts. You're still her baby. So that was the first thing that I noticed. And you guys, you know that I just, I get distracted by like different stuff. And so that was the first thing I noticed. And then I noticed that Andre was saying how Charlie was a bum and he's not going to be working with this bum and he only wants to work directly with uh, Elizabeth's dad. And I was like, but Charlie, you have, excuse me, Andre, you have no experience. Like you should just go in and try to absorb everything that you can absorb. And then if you have a really good and successful run, then you can start talking smack. But until then, you haven't proved yourself. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier is that you're just all talk. You're like, talk, 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 talk. And so I felt bad for Elizabeth because Elizabeth is going to play the mediator, right? So she's like really encouraging Andre to meet with Charlie, to hash it out, to bury the hatchet and keep it pushing so that they can all make money in this family business. And Andre is like, no, I'm not going to go unless he he apologizes to me. You know, he's a pig. He had too much booze. And so he's going on and on and on. But then guess what? Elizabeth is like, well, you're gonna either have to work with him or you're not gonna work with him and you're not gonna make money. So he agrees and they decide that they're gonna meet up at a brewery, which I thought was hilarious. And hold on to that brewery in the back of your mind. I'm gonna ask you my first question. Do you think Charlie and Andre have similar personalities? Are Charlie and Andre similar personalities? Because I have an opinion. I definitely want to know what you all think. So they meet at this brewery. Charlie comes in. And in my opinion, he came in like open-minded. And he came in like, hey, how's it going? And of course, Andre already has his defensive up. He's like, I've been waiting for you poor Elizabeth is the mediator and she said something that was really interesting to me. She, she was basically like, Charlie's my brother. He's not going anywhere. Right. Which means your husband, your spouse, your partner at any time could go anywhere. Your, your family, your blood, your siblings, they're never going to go anywhere. They're your siblings for life. And I thought that that was really a telling sign. But I also thought that she shouldn't have to play mediator. I think that this issue is between Andre and Charlie. They should have been adult enough because they're both grown to sit down and hash it out. She shouldn't have had to come in and be like, well, "Hey, you should do this, and you should say this, and you guys should kiss and make up." Nah, nah, no, thank you. But anyway, she plays the mediator, and Andre automatically goes to the wedding and wants to know what happened at the wedding. And Charlie said he overindulged on the vodka, and he was expressing his feelings and he felt like, you know, yes, I agree that it was the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but I still think that you're taking advantage of our dad. I still think that it was effed up that you're like mooching off of our dad and that you're now trying to say that you want to come in the family business. Plus, Oh, you want a hundred K all, all with no experience and not knowing the business. And I, I don't know about you all, but I thought that Charlie had a valid point. I thought he had a valid point. I thought that he was like, speaking truth because he has been in the business longer than Andre and Andre hasn't even started. He just got his real estate license. And then, so on Charlie says, yes, he overindulged. She got drunk at the wedding. It was inappropriate. It was bad timing. And then Andre was like, well, that's effed up. And again, with all the cussing. And then, he wants an apology and Charlie's like, well, what about you? The second day we got there, you tried to fight me. And here's what I think is interesting. You guys, Andre said, he blamed it on the alcohol. Right. So Andre said that second day when he tried to fight Charlie, that he was drunk, but then he went to, uh, Charlie and his dad and apologized. Right. And that should have made it okay. Now to me, Andre And Charlie did the same thing. Andre got drunk, tried to start a fight at the like dinner before the wedding. And then Charlie got drunk at the wedding and acted a fool. So again, same, in my opinion, same personalities. You're doing the same thing. So Andre, you're freaking out saying that he was disrespectful and he destroyed your wedding and all of this stuff. But meanwhile you did the same exact thing just a few days before shout out to dopey dope i truly appreciate you guys ding 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 dopey dope with the 20 dollar uh super chat or super sticker thank you so very much i really appreciate it guys you know follow dopey dope's lead support this show so the two of them andre and charlie are similar to me and they did the similar thing so I think they both deserve, if if someone is going to apologize, they should both apologize to each other and keep it pushing, in my opinion, right? Because they did the same thing, just in different venues. But no, Andre's like really, really, really mad at Charlie. So he doesn't really apologize. Charlie's like, he looks at Elizabeth and says, you know, I'm sorry for disrespecting you, which I thought you guys was super messed up, right? Andre's sitting there all mad mugging him, all alpha, alpha. And Charlie didn't give a rat's ass. He was like, you're my sister. I disrespected you. I'm sorry. And that's it. Now, dad says that I'm going to have to be kind of like your mentor and take you under my wing. And considering I'm dad's right-hand man, You're either going to have to accept it or not. And Andre is like, no, I said that I'm going to go and work just for Chuck. Chuck, And then I'm going to get 100K. No, dude, that's not how it works. You don't even know how it works. You just got your license. You haven't even sold a house before. You don't know. So if it's the family business, you're going to be working with the family. So maybe you should just get over yourself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maria says the only difference between Charlie and Andre is Andre can walk the talk. Charlie can't. He's just loud. Um, I don't know if I agree with you, Maria. I don't know if I agree with you. What do y'all think? I'm not sure if I agree with that because Charlie provides. Charlie has is a family of five. He provides for his family, and Andre has yet to provide in all the years that we've known him on TV. So. I don't know who's talking the talk and who's walking the walk I don't know. So, um, Charlie's and I agree with Charlie. Charlie says, you know, Andre has to humble himself. If you know, you're not willing to humble yourself. Hey, love, love, love and life, love and life. Hey girl. Hey, Hey girl. Hey, um, if you're not willing to humble yourself, Andre, I agree. It might not work out for you. Crystal says, I'm over this. My husband won't work storyline. Not only will he won't work. He's super entitled. He's super entitled. Like you haven't done anything except talk, talk, talk. And that's fascinating to me. So it brings me to my next question, which is, are you Team Charlie or are you Team Andre in this situation? Just in this situation, Team Charlie or Team Andre? Um, I'm clearly Team Charlie. I may not like everything that Charlie does, but what I do know is that he provides for his family. I do think that he's trying to uh, protect his family and protect the business. I don't think that he goes through everything the correct way. But I don't know. To me, Andre is just like super entitled. Like, why would he think that he's entitled to $100,000 of Chuck's money? And he never want. you guys remember his history. He never wanted to work for Chuck. He talked derogatory towards Chuck, said super crazy things about the entire family, um, said he wanted to be like the provider, started trucking, decided that he didn't want to do trucking then decided he was the head of the household, but then decided that he was going to be a stay-at-home dad. Now, because the whole family is in real estate, he gets his real estate license and he's entitled to everyone's money and then continues to say, well, you know, Chuck paid for this wedding and Chuck paid for this and Chuck. And so now you're entitled because you married into the family. Like, um, God forbid that it doesn't work out with you and Elizabeth. What will you do? What will you fall back on? And that goes to me saying, like, he needs to humble himself, get some experience. Because you know what? If they did break up, at least he would have the experience of the family business. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to jump into the live chat here and see what you guys are are saying. Uh, Lori says, neither. But Charlie at least owning some of his crap. Love and Life 333 says, can't stand Andre. And Shelly, hey, Shelly, hey, girl, hey, uh, is team Charlie. Love and Life is team Charlie, 100. And Crystal says she's team gone. (laughs) Crystal, that's super funny. That's super funny. So, Raina says, I'm not a fan of Charlie, but on this ordeal with Andre, I'm on Charlie's side. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how, you know what? That's the perfect way to say it. That's the perfect way to say it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this little family. Um, moving on to Yara and Jovi. So <laughs> Jovi, I just want to say that I'm just super impressed with Jovi right now. Like I am. I'm super impressed with them. So Jovi's out there shopping. You know, he's trying to get beer, of course, but he's also getting diapers. He knows that he's getting the wrong size diapers, but I think typical of a new dad, he's like, well, as long as I have diapers, that should be good enough. And so he goes and buys a whole bunch of stuff. He gets back and... Yara's like, I, I asked for fruits and vegetables. Like, what is all this junk? He's like, oh, well, I got lemonade. There's lemons, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, then they told us about their really sweet, how they met, their meet cute story and how they met on that social media travel app. And I know Radella's out there. Radella and Crystal and Amanda and Lydia, we should totally find out what travel app he was on and get on it because, you know, we all want to travel when the world finally opens up again. And, you know, I can't be single forever. So let me find out what travel app. <laughs> let me find out what travel app Joby was on and then we can all be on it. And you guys can be like my wing people. <laughs> oh, Cause you know, my African mom is getting a little worried for me and she's praying that I find someone soon. And, uh, If I don't leave my house, she says, then how am I going to find somebody? So we'll get on this travel app. So, you know, let's do it. Okay? Let's do it. Crystal says, yeah, I need to know the app they use. I need to know the app they use, too. I'm going to go ahead and try to find out from Jovi because I need to know. Because if it's like, hey, let's meet up in Budapest. Hey, let's meet up in Singapore. I'm about that life. What about that life? And then you can meet someone and like fall in love and travel the world. That sounds pretty good to me. So anyways, back to Jovi and Yara. They met on this social media app. It was a travel app. Jovi said that he thought she was a bitch the first day, but she was like, no, you fell in love with me day one, which I believe. I believe her because she's like, well, if you thought I was such a bitch, like, why did you stick around? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I didn't have anywhere else to go. No, Jovi, it's because you thought she was hot and you wanted to spend more time. Aw, we got all these travel buddies. So I'm jumping in the live chat again. Vanessa's like, count me in on the travel. I'm a fab wing woman and I can work from anywhere. Radella says, Budapest is cool. And Crystal says, where are we going first? Yes, let's do it. Love and Life 333 says, I'll join too. Okay, you guys, we should totally start a separate, like, travel, a girl's travel pact. Amanda says she's coming, coming. Oh, see? Radella, you and I are on the same page. Radella, you and I will talk offline. You'll set up the travel group. I'll send it out to all of our supporters, and we'll, we'll get it popping. I love that idea. That would be so fun. And kind of side notey, if you guys were here for the show with Psychic Maria, which I'm going to compare Psychic Maria to uh, whatever the psychic's name is, Angela's Psychic, in a minute. But it kind of sounds like something that she said to me, if you guys remember, like having these little mixers and stuff. Hello. Anyhow. So back to their love story. Yara didn't think that it was going to work out. Um, and she was also scared to come to America and it works out. She comes to America and it was funny to see Gwen and Monty from the very beginning. Cause you know, Gwen's everyone's favorite grandma. She's everyone's favorite mom now on 90 days. But in the beginning she was a little suspect. So when she started talking about like the stereotypes of women from Ukraine I loved Yara's comeback where she's like, well, that's just like the stereotype that Americans are so stupid. I died of laughter all over again, all over again. Um, so I love their story is what I'm saying. I loved their little meet cute. It was awesome. And then we start seeing how Jovi and Yara are first time parents and what that's looking like. That's going to bring me to my next question for you. Do you think Jovi is stepping up as a dad? Do you think Jovi is stepping up as a dad? I personally think he is. I think that in his to camera, when he was saying, hey, you know, I loved my party life. I loved the travel life. I loved being out there and, yet I love being a dad now. And this is kind of like a new phase and y'all kind of didn't believe him. But I really think that he's like stepping up. I really think he loves being a dad. And I think that when you have a child, it changes you, your priorities change. And the love you have for your child is like nothing, like nothing compares to that. Right. So you want to be there for your child. Dads want to be the protector of the child and, you know, he's a girl dad, so that brings on all of that. So I really do believe that he's stepping up and I think he's going to be an amazing dad. And I think that he is loving this married life and he talked about how both him and Yara are learning as they go, right? They're learning as they go on like what this new reality looks like, but they're both willing to learn. And like when he was like, putting together the breast pump, tasting the breast milk, like all of that stuff. I was like, oh, Jovi, see, you're, you're, you're a whole new dude. You're a whole new brand new guy. And I'm here for it. So I'm totally for it. I think he's going to be an amazing dad. And I do think that he is 100% stepping up. Uh, What is the live chat saying? Vanessa says, so far, he's doing great. Yarl one hundred percent. Let us know if he doesn't. Facts. And Crystal says it seems obvious he's comfortable with the baby. That might not shine through on the show. Chandra uh, says yes, definitely. And Better Day says he seems to have already calmed down, which is great. And Madella says I see him being a total girl dad. Facts. Me too. So they're just hanging out in the house, being new parents. And then Gigi Gwen comes over. Love Gwen. Gwen comes over like hands full, both hands full. She's got box diaper here, box diaper here, another bag over here. She's, you know, she's being the ultimate grandma. And, um, you know, she comes in and she's like, hey, what's going on here? Like, why is it? baby Mila swaddled like she looks cold right now and so here's my question to you guys should Jovi and Yara take Gwen's parenting advice and again I'm not a parent but I am gonna weigh in on this um I think they should I think she has you know been a mom for a long time obviously successful and obviously kind and she knows what she's talking about and Both of those two have been parents for four days. So, like, why not at least listen? At the end of the day, you're the parent. I get that. But there's no harm in listening to someone who has that experience. They always say that it takes a village. And I think of, like, my brother and their kids and how my mom was there and, like, showing them, like, how to wrap the baby, how to feed, how to breastfeed, like, all of it. And I just think that there's no – there's no – harming that I don't think she's saying oh you should do this and you should she's like hey from my experience I have a grown-ass you know 30 year old so I must have done something right for 30 years you know maybe listen to me but Yara took some offense to that she's like oh you know I don't mind her and I like her blah blah, blah, but she's not gonna tell me what to do and even Jovi said that Yara is pretty controlling which also I get that right she's a brand new And she's feeling her way out. And she feels like her way should be the only way, which she's the mom. I get that. But I think that being open to, it's like how I feel about Andre. You have no experience. So there's no harm in learning from someone who has experience. And you take that knowledge and you make it your own. See what I'm saying? I'm going to go see what you all are saying about my question. So, um, Love and Life says, right, Linda. I should just stop right there. <laughs> and Vanessa says, I think the pandemic has helped Jovi slow down. Yara said something about him maybe being home only because the bars are closed. And Madela said, Yara will welcome the help and advice when Jovi is gone. And hey, TG. Hey, girl. Hey. TG says, yup. It takes a village. And Better Day says, I'm not a parent either, but a four-day-old, I'd be taking all the advice. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so I don't have a written question for this, but I am going to ask it to the parents out there because I know how I was raised, and I know that times have changed now. But I'm curious what you all think. So the other thing that Gwen mentioned was the fact that they were taking the baby outside so quickly and the baby's only four days old. Now Yara's talking about her culture and it's different. They talked to the pediatrician and the pediatrician said, you know, the baby's clear to go outside, but I don't know if this is like only an African tradition. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that when I was growing up and everything that my mom ever has told me is that you don't take your, your newborn baby out like that. And I know the rules are different. I'm just saying, and I'm asking you, but like for the first 30 days, be in the house, know your baby, know, like their ins and outs their when they eat and when they don't eat what they like and the lighting and the sleep pattern and all that, like learn all that stuff. Also bond with your baby and bond with your partner before you like, bring them out to the germ-filled world. And so I'm curious, cause Gwen mentioned that like, oh, she's too young to be out there four days in. Oh, Crystal, Crystal's a midwife. So let's see what Crystal has to say. Crystal says, not a parent, but air quality may be different. However, new baby, especially in COVID times is a no. See, see, and Crystal is a midwife professional. And Love and Life says, yes, keep the baby at home. Crystal, the professional midwife also said, not a parent, but four days is super early. Lori says, normally going outside that quick might be okay, but we live in different times. I didn't want to go outside until my babies were at least a week, maybe two. Maria says, you can usually take the baby outdoors. However, maybe in a pandemic, I wouldn't have personally. Yeah, see, Reyna, see, it's the immigrants. Reyna, you're like me. Latinos keep the babies indoors for at least two months. Yes, like, there you go. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think it's, again, a cultural thing. I think it's what you're comfortable with. Um, But I do think that four days is super, super early. That's just me. Um, Then we learn that, you know, Jovi's going to be going to Guyana pretty soon. And he's gonna be gone for two months. And two weeks after that, he has to quarantine before he goes to work. Hey, Judy. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so, Yara's gonna be by herself for a couple of months. And, you know, I felt for Yara in this moment because, you know, her hormones are, are raging. She started crying. She didn't want him to go, but he wanted to go, and which I get that you want to provide, you want to make money for your new expanding family. And even though he didn't say that, you knew as a as the father, that's what he was thinking, like, hey, I need to make money in order to provide for my family. And yeah, it's going to be hard for him to be gone for two months and not be able to be on the phone all the time because he works these 12-hour days. So you know he was fighting with it, but you also know that he was like, hey, I need to provide for them. And at the same time, I felt for Yara, because Yara thought like every time Jovi went away for like a couple months, she'd be able to fly home and be with her family, which is a whole other thing. But because she doesn't have her documentation yet, and because we're in the middle of pandemic, that's not going to be a thing. But I also know that she's not going to be alone. Gwen's not going to just leave her. Think of the last time Jovi left. And she, she literally spent time at the family house with Gwen, and she actually loved it. So I know that it's like part of it is just being scared. Part of it's like, hey, I'm going to be here by myself with a new baby, and I'm still learning myself. So I totally think that there was a rational fear. However, I know she's not going to be alone. So there's that. Okay, y'all, I need to talk about Angela. I'm going to just take some water real quick. Because Angela... Oh Angela, this whole thing confused me. Okay, first of all, if you haven't gone to Ninety Day of the Melanated Away on Instagram, you guys should definitely try to check that out. Uh, I think I did also post. Actually, I didn't. Angela looks amazing. Like as of yesterday, Angela looked like like a whole different skinny mini Betty. She's got these long skinny legs. Like y'all need to go check that out on her page. Uh, however, Angela is getting the surgery, right? So it's it's the night before her surgery. She's supposed to be, as we all know, on liquids and not smoking. And then she orders food from wherever she ordered it from, and she ordered chicken soup. And I was like, well, chicken is not a liquid. And even though she was, like, scooping it out like there was nothing there and it tastes like water, Angela... it's just not a liquid. It's it's just not. But okay. She'd rather be having burgers and fries and brings me to my first question before I totally jump 100% into Angela's crazy. My question for you is, do you think Angela is going to stick to a healthier lifestyle? Do you think Angela is actually going to stick to a healthier lifestyle? Because like everyone keeps saying, Angela does what Angela wants. Angela does what Angela wants. And I'm just confused by all of it. So she has her chicken noodle soup. She has her Coke as her liquid, which is a whole other thing. And she's still smoking. Her friend Jojo comes, she tell she upstages JoJo on Dr. Obang and how she has to get a breast reduction and each of her boobies is like five pounds and it's too heavy and it's weighing her down. And she's concerned because she's gonna go under two surgeries, right? So it's three hours for the breast reduction and 45 minutes for the bypass. And so she's kind of worried about being under anesthesia for so long and not waking up and all of that stuff. And then they start talking about her breathing better with the surgery and how it's going to help her breathe. And, like, she's saying that because her chest is so big that, like, down here somewhere it, it like, constricts her breathing. I'm I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to need someone to address the smoking part and the breathing part. Because I don't think it's only your breasts that are making you not breathe better. I think the fact that you smoke all the time and you have a pack of cigarettes in your boobs all the time can contribute. I could be wrong, which I don't think I am. So why are we not addressing that? Like, this is, again, you guys, I get distracted by weird stuff. But, like, let's address the real issues. Right? Like, what about your smoking? Because then she goes on to say that she's thinking about her health first. And that's why she's going to do the birth. Well, are you, are you, are you actually thinking about your health first? Cause to me, maybe it's your health in that you want to get healthy, but like, it's got to be a full total on let's commit to a healthier lifestyle, right? Cause just because you get your breast reduction, you get the guys gastric bypass surgery, and then you get whatever the skin surgery is. If you don't change your lifestyle, All for what? Okay, so that was my first thing. Then the second thing, to find out that she's been smoking for 45 years, and then she calls Michael to tell him about getting the breast reduction. And as she's telling Michael, she pulls out a pack of smokes and lights it in, the hotel room and I was shocked by that y'all because you're in California and you're in Beverly Hills and I know you cannot smoke inside the hotel rooms but Angela does what Angela wants but can you imagine the person that has to come into that room afterwards um I don't know I thought, thought I was just a little selfish you know you can make whatever decisions you want and do what you want with your body but like that was a selfish move So she's smoking and she's talking to to Mike and she tells Mike that the doctor said that her boobs are too big and he wants to know, well, what does that have to do with the surgery? And she calls Dr. Obang, the boob doctor, which he's not right. He's a complete plastic surgeon. He doesn't just do boob jobs, but that's Angela for you. And, then she tries to make him jealous, which I thought was like so not cool. So she says that he's from Ghana and that he she had to uh derobe in front of him and that she had to he had to feel them and medically massage them. Um and then goes to Cameron says she likes to pick on Michael uh, because she likes to make him jealous and in her mind making knowing that he's jealous means that she loves him, which I I'm not a therapist either, but that seems pretty effed up. That doesn't seem like healthy, open relationship where you're literally about to get a surgery that he doesn't agree with. And then focus on the part that he has the biggest concern about you getting a breast reduction and continue to rub that in his face, right? Oh, the doctor was handsome. The doctor looked like you and he medically, what is a medical massage by the way, first of all, He didn't medically massage you. He inspected your chest to see what he was working with and what we'd have to do and what he would recommend. But he didn't massage it like he was like, Angela. So then, oh, Angela. So then she's trying to literally make him jealous. And she continues to talk about her boobs and how she has to get a reduction Then tells him, you know, you wouldn't, her words, quote, you wouldn't, you won't be able to pull them up like you like. Michael says he's not happy. Michael has said from day one, he didn't even want her to get any of it. He didn't want her to get the gastric bypass. He didn't want her to do any of it, but he knows his woman. So he says in this conversation, just do it. I wish I could, you know, talk to the doctor because obviously he has questions too. And then what does Angela do? She turns around and says, "The audacity of Michael that he only cares about her breast reduction and her boobs, and that did he just marry her because she had a big chest?" Um, Angela, I just sat here for ten minutes. How you only, you didn't even talk about the gastric bypass? You talked about the boobs. How he medically the doctor medically massaged you. How um, Michael won't be able to pull on them like he likes how you try to make him jealous. So you made it about your chest and now you're mad that he's making it about your chest? That doesn't make sense to me at all. It doesn't make sense to me at all. There's no logic in that. You want to say the audacity of him? What about the audacity of you and what you're doing? And then you now don't feel supported and you feel like Michael should be um, mentally supporting you and thinking about the risks of the surgery? and about the risk to her health. First of all, okay, this is an elective surgery. You're electing to do this. You're electing to get the by- bypass. You're electing to get the breast reduction, okay? So let's, let's do that first and foremost. I don't know your history. I don't know if you try to do other things first, like start eating healthy and start exercising, and then as an end result, because I'm not against surgery, live your best life and feel beautiful however you want to feel beautiful. But what you're not about to do is blame someone else for not supporting you when you're not even supporting yourself. You didn't even stop smoking the day of your surgery. So then you're going to go around and say the audacity of Michael. What about your own audacity and the things that you're doing and not listening to you? are not following any rules. It, it blows my mind. Yes, Maria. Make it make sense, Angela, because there is no logic in your logic. And Brenda says, "Can you imagine?" Hey, Brenda. Hey, girl. Hey, can you imagine if the roles were reversed? She would lose her mind. Facts. I was so confused by her. I was confused by the simple fact that she stuff is coming out of her mouth, yet she's not taking any responsibility for the things that she's saying and doing. Which brings me to my next question, just out of curiosity. They're married, and um, so all my married people, raise your hands in the live chat. But I wanna know, should Michael have a say in her surgery decisions? Should Michael, as her husband, have a say in Angela's surgery decisions? I wanna know from all my married people watching. And so she says that the two surgeries are going to be dangerous. And she's mad at Michael. She hangs up and she's like, oh, now I'm mad and I'm scared and all of this stuff. Okay. Okay. Car comes to pick them up. And... (laughs) They get in the car. Okay, first of all, let me go back. They put their masks on. Then they get in the rideshare or the service car or whatever. And they're in California in the midst of a pandemic. And I was confused again, distracted by different stuff. Why did you take your mask off when there's a driver? If you've taken any rideshare during this pandemic, uh, you have to keep your mask on. But she takes her mask off. JoJo takes her mask off and they call Psychic Tracy. Now, before I get started, I'm gonna answer this question, see what you guys are saying in the live chat, and then I'll go on. So uh, Love and Life says, hard to say, they're not a typical couple. Maria says, married here. I think she should listen to him for sure as far as his fears. Um better day says he's allowed to have an opinion for sure. However, when I had a procedure done, my husband's job was to support my decision. That's that's a great answer. Brenda says, Was married for 17 years, and you should consider your spouse's feelings and opinions. These are all good answers. You guys are very wise. I thought I saw Amanda say something. Oh, there she is. Amanda said he should definitely at least know what's about to happen to her oh my god Amanda you're totally reading my mind okay so they're in the car sawn masks you guys okay sawn masks and Angela really needs to call her psychic Tracy and psychic Tracy says that her mom is protecting her she needs to focus on herself uh, she sees a wish card And a storm passing and um that was basically it now you know that Stephanie has a psychic psychic Maria and we had psychic Maria on our show and I have to tell you like I'm not big on psychics I don't really you know believe in this stuff but I have to tell you that psychic Maria was dead on and all my Patreon subscribers we all talked about our readings and and We had a separate group chat about it. Then some of you even reached out to me on Facebook and said how dead on Psychic Maria was. Psychic Maria was dead on. So what I would like to see, and I see Amanda saying the same thing, please get Psychic Tracy on so we can compare readings to Psychic Maria. I totally think I want to do that. I actually would love to have a Psychic off. Have Maria and Psychic Tracy on at the same time and have like a Psychic off. Because I have to say, we only got like 30 seconds with psychic Tracy, but I'm totally still psychic Maria, because I didn't feel like she said anything about the surgery. And then when she said for Jojo to let her know that she's okay after the surgery, I was like, well, as a psycho, shouldn't you know that? you know what I'm saying? Like you're the psychic. Shouldn't you be like, Hey, yeah, the surgery is going to go super well. And, uh, you know, call me when it's done so I can say, I told you so instead of like, Hey, Jojo, can you call the psychic and let her know that everything went well? You know what I mean? I'm psychic Maria. Cause psychic Maria would have been like, Hey, you're about to have a big surgery. It's going to go fantastic. You're going to look amazing. And your surgery is going to end at 12.02. PM, 33 seconds. Like, she's that specific. So I'm just saying, like, y'all better call Psychic Maria, because she's going to give you the details. (laughs) Vanessa said, yeah, it was scary. Maria was amazing, and I'm a big skeptic. Listen, Vanessa, same. There's things that she could not have possibly known. Do you understand? And like, for me, okay, so she saw me on the screen, right, you guys? And so you could say, well, like she was, you know, how people say like she was reading your face and like, you know, responding to you. but she literally, you guys in the live chat, the Patreon subscribers, you gave me your date of birth and she went in on there and a lot of my Patreon subscribers are in the live chat right now. They can tell you she was dead on, like the thing she said, there's no way she could have possibly known. Okay? So, anyhow. <gasps> Maria said maybe she knew and didn't want to say because it was bad. Oh, Shelly, you missed out when she was on the show. We're going to have her back, though. Uh, Maria is on fire. I'll, I'll tell you that. And Radella says, yes, she was. Like, she... Y'all... Again, I'm a total non-believer in that stuff. But, like, if you guys go back, it's on the YouTube right now, and see what she said. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible. Crystal said, yeah. Like, she told me I had a big move coming. If I hadn't already, uh, as I'm sitting in a room full of boxes, like, how could she know that? So, yeah, Crystal, since you shared it, I'm going to share it. She told Crystal about a big move and Crystal was literally moving that day with her boxes. Craziness. Amanda says it was wild. Wild. Okay. So you guys, I see we're all excited about it. We'll definitely, we'll definitely have Maria back on cause that connection is made and we'll try to reach out to psychic Tracy. I need to be able to find her first. Um, I think she went on someone else, another blogger show. So she's out there. So I will reach out and we will do, Either we'll do a psychic off because, you know, that would totally be like amazing to me or we'll have each of them on the show. Okay. Um, Amanda said, did she have an accent? Yeah, she did. She sounded like British or Australian to me. I can't remember. I just remember hearing an accent and trying to just like write down what she was saying. The other thing that caught my attention, I don't know if it caught y'all's attention, but. Angela was like snort, doing this weird snorting thing when she was talking to the psychic. And then she started coughing <coughs> without her mask. Again, super distracting on your way to surgery. It distracted me. Anyhow, they uh, show a little bit of Michael as well. He's unhappy. He's talking to his brother. We learned something new about Michael that he has 16 siblings because both of his parents have been married a few times. Um, But he's closest to uh, Yakini, which is the eldest, the firstborn. And if you know anything about African culture, the firstborn firstborn male is always considered the wise one and the one that, like, is like the second father, really, to all the children. And so you go to him for advice and wisdom and guidance in your life. So anyways, uh, he's sitting with Yakini and just talking about like the issues that he has with his wife getting the surgery and that he's unhappy about it and he's scared about it and he's also worried about trust issues with angela because you know distance they've been apart this whole time you guys think about it they've never lived together they've never been together for longer than you know a month at a time so he's starting to feel some insecurities the longer it takes for him to get his visa and you know so be it. Now, the other thing he admits to is that the part of the, the reason he was attracted to Angela was because of her big boobs. And uh, he said Nigerian men value big boobs. So I'm getting in, I'm not Nigerian. So I, don't, I can't confirm that. But I will say, like, even Dr. O'Bang said African men love big boobs. I think Michael will be all right though. I think he'll be all right. Cause it's not like they're going to be super, like she, he's going to be fine is what I'm saying. Um, and then they just have this like crazy talk about like other men and Michael wants other men to close their eyes to her because she's going to be looking younger and more sexy and all of this stuff. And he's just feeling a little insecure, which, you know, is totally understandable. It's totally understandable. Um, can we address the swinging on that comment? What's swinging? Tell me more, Amanda. All right, I'm moving on to Azuelu and Kalani. Brenda says, do you think it's better if you just stay at home? I think that Michael, doesn't really realize what America is about I think that he thinks it's going to be easier than it is I think that him I mean he will be in Atlanta so that will be a plus for him but I think it's going to be harder than he thinks I think that uh, and often you see this a lot of the time foreign countries think that the west is full. everyone's rich you saw that with um Harrison in Belize. You see it all the time where people think like, oh, because you live in America and America totes itself as the land of the free and the rich and the, all that stuff that, you know, everyone can be rich so that you can just come over and be rich. And then the two realities are here. And and if anything, the pandemic has shown that, you know, America is like teetering on this tipping point and and everyone is like, you know, one paycheck away from living outside you know so don't get me started that's a whole other like whole other conversation i think the rich are richer that's the one percent i think there's a smaller gap with the middle class and then i think everyone else is just making it honestly so that's a long-winded way to say that i think that he should just stay in nigeria maybe I mean, if Angela is the love of his life, so be it. Be together. I think that if if he's having doubts, he should think about those doubts and think about you know being thirty two and what he wants with the rest of his life. Anyhow, as Willow and Kalani. Okay, so this is another couple that I just I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say about this couple. Okay, so we find out that. Uh, Colini, the sister, is moving back home because uh, the pandemic hit her hard as well. She's a photographer and things have slowed down since COVID. So she's going to come home for a month or two and kind of regroup. And as Waylu says, he's on board. He's on board. We saw it last episode. We're seeing it this episode. Uh, He just wants to try to get along with her and the family. And um, the two sisters, they just like this is how I felt. I felt like Kalani to Osweiler's face is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. Yes. Let's move. Let's buy a house and things get better. And then to his sis- to her sister, she's like, yeah, I don't believe him. And, you know, I don't buy this new version of him. And then Kalani feeds her doubts and is like, yeah, it seems a bit fake. It seems a bit rehearsed. And then they go back and forth digging in on the relationship and when they, Kalani says, "Oh, you know, it was kind of awkward that Kalini and Azuelu were getting along. She felt like she was in a, a alternate universe. She thought she was like in the Twilight Zone." And then Kalini's like, "Yeah, this new Az- Azuelu is like a ploy." I was like, "Like, y'all aren't giving him the benefit of the doubt." And I feel like you are smiling in his face saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are some great changes. And then behind his back, you're talking crap about him. And like, you're not really committed to it. So that was like my first issue. Like it was hard for me to watch this because it was like, you guys are like conspiring against him. But then to his face, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you guys have this breakfast. And then Kalani is like, yeah, you know, like you shouldn't buy a house. You should rent a house and, you know, see what that looks like for six months. And, you know, does as Waylon know that divorce is on the table and, you know, considering everything you're going with. And I, I was like, you know what the issue is? The issue is there are too many people in this relationship. There are one too many people in this specific situation in this relationship. Kalani needs to mind her own business I think she should be there as a support for her sister. Absolutely. They're so close. Be a support and listen to your sister. But what we shouldn't do is jump in and put your two cents in, in a relationship that you're not in. And for me to see that to your face, Kalani is saying one thing, and she's probably saying something separate behind closed doors to his way, Lou, just it's who's in the relationship. Are the three of you in a polyamorous relationship? I don't think so. So if it's Kalani and Azuelu, Kalani needs to go to her husband and address the issues with her husband. Yes, talk to your sister all day long, but she doesn't get a vote. She doesn't get a vote in your relationship. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was just so, it was so hard to watch. And then when Kalani said that she was like 80% out the door, yes. I see that you seem like you've mentally checked out of your, your marriage. And yet you're saying that you want to go and buy a house. And I agree with, I agree with Azuelu. Azuelu wants to move out because he wants to have a place of his own. He doesn't want to be under someone's thumb and have all these people in his relationship. And they think that he wants to get her away so that he can do whatever he wants No. He wants to be in a relationship with the person that he chose to be in a relationship with. He didn't choose to be in a relationship with all of y'all. That's how I feel. I feel like there are too many cooks in the pot and you only need the two ingredients to make that pot, you know, a yummy, delicious thing. I just, I don't get it. Do you guys think that Kalani is mentally checked out of her marriage? Do you guys think that Kalani is mentally checked out of her marriage? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know in the live chat. I personally think that she has. I think that she is doing the most. He's doing the most. Love and Life says they should rent an apartment first for a while and see how it goes first. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I think they should work on communication first. And I think that if they've said that they're committed to buying a house, then they should go ahead and buy a house. I, I don't know. So, hey, Faith hey, City. Hey, hey, go hey. Speaking truth, she, she says. Preach. And Shelly says, marriage is hard work, and I think she's checked out. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, you guys. Like I I think she's checked out. And and just for the show right now, do I think things are better? Probably present day, but what I'm seeing right now, she seems that she's checked out. Um moving on to Brandon and Julia. Not a lot happened with Brandon and Julia, and which I find interesting because I feel like their Vegas trip not a lot happened either. But you know, they're back on the farm. Julia is still not happy about the farm and the farm life and having to like deal with all the animals. Uh, And she wants to move to Richmond, Virginia. Like Brandon said that he would. And I just don't think Brandon's in any type of rush to do anything. I I really don't. Uh, I think that he is happy the way his life is at home. And so question, do you think Brandon will ever fly the coop? I think it's going to be very hard for him to fly the coop because he's used to the comforts of living under his parents' household. Anyhow, they have their green card interview the next day and they're prepping for it. And the thing that I didn't like about Brandon was the fact that he knew that he didn't have all the documentation that they needed. So, the K-1 visa process is it's a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of things that you need. You need to prove your, the val- validity of your relationship. You need to prove that the person you're sponsoring uh, actually lives with you. So you have to have paid bills, whether that's your cell phone bill, your cable bill, your rent, you have to show that you have shared bills. You also have to show like this person actually lives at the same address as you. So they want to see like, letters and stuff that come to the house they want to see pictures of you guys together they want to see all this documentation but the very most important documentation you guys and the reason why they did say okay so there's some new documentation and new regulations uh with the visa process but the biggest thing that they didn't have that is the number one thing and that's why she said that she got she didn't get approved. Well, you didn't get approved that day because the biggest thing you needed was the affidavit of support. The country wants to know that they're not going to have to pay for you and that the person that's sponsoring you can pay for you. So, how do you how do you not have the number one thing that they look for? The number one thing, how are you going to support this person that you married until they can get a job because they can't get a job until they have their green card. So, where's the aff- like how do you not have an affidavit of support? How do you how do you not have that? I just so she wasn't denied. They just need to have the correct documentation. And the biggest one is the affidavit of support. So as soon as he can show that he can support her, because if it doesn't work out, you guys, you know, like if they, they're together for two years and it doesn't work out, he's on the hook for 10 years. To support her so they, they want to see this affidavit so as soon as they have that I think that we're going to be fine and she'll be fine um, someone in the live chat is asking if I saw excuse me Is a response to moving to Russia yeah I did and again I'm not surprised by that because he doesn't want to leave his farm so if it doesn't work out do you actually think he's going to move to Russia when he won't even move to Vegas he's not moving anywhere he's not going anywhere That marriage will be over because he's definitely not going to go to Russia. And he already had the excuse that was rolling off the tip of his tongue. Yep, no, he's not going anywhere. Nope. And I don't even know if he's going to make it to Richmond, y'all. I really don't. I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if we actually see, even in this season, him move out of that house. Uh, Janice wants to know, can she be deported even if they are married? If she is not approved for her green card, she will not be able to stay in the United States. Now, she can go home and reapply, but that also takes time. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a, y'all, it's not an easy process, and they don't play around. They really don't. Like, you, you just, it's a long process. It really is. Um, so that was them. I was kind of happy that they were focusing specifically on Brandon and Julia. And we didn't get distracted by uh, Betty and Ron. Like, I really actually like that. Like to see what does this relationship look like just the two of you. So that was kind of cool. And last and certainly not least, uh, we got a little bit of Tiffany. We didn't get a lot of Tiffany. Um, But we did find out that she's finally moving out of her mom's house. And I'm going to say this, you guys. And I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. I'm just fascinated by it, okay, because I'm fascinated by it. But I realize – okay, come closer, you guys. Come closer. I realize that we're in an off-the-shoulder world at the Tiffany household, because her mom does the off the shoulder thing too. And if you guys heard my other show, I have a whole theory on the tattoo parts. And then I noticed that her mom had a big tattoo and I'm, I'm going to need to know, like, is there a specific off the shoulder store that they go to? Where are they finding all these off the shoulder dresses and shirts and tank tops? Everything's off the shoulder. Where, where are y'all finding this? Do you like Google search off the shoulder? Like, anyways, I literally wrote that down as my note. I'm in off the shoulder world. Her mom, Maggie, off the shoulder. It's fascinating to me. And it's, I mean, it's a good look for them. I'm just like, pink off the shoulder, blue off the shoulder, red off the shoulder, tank top off the shoulder, dress off the shoulder. Sweater off the shoulder, just a whole lot of off the shoulder. It's like that, like, you know what I mean? It's very, it's very interesting to me. Anyhow, (laughs) don't get me started, y'all. I'm trying to behave. Okay, so she's moving out of her off the shoulder land. And she found an apartment and I was like, bravo for you because she took the money that she was going to use for the trip to go see Ronald to get an apartment for her and her children, which I obviously think was the right thing to do. Um, And she talks about how she spent too much time. (laughs) You guys are killing me in the live chat. She spent too much time uh, putting Ronald first and now she's gonna be putting herself first. And she's just tired of giving, giving, giving and financially supporting everyone while Ronald sits and plays video games. Now her mom, Maggie uh, thinks that Ronald's nothing special and that she would do better just being single and not with Ronald. And then the funny thing that she says is that Tiffany tries to like, what I, what I'm seeing about Tiffany is that she complains about Ronald, but then she also explains his poor behavior and makes excuses for him. So she says to her mom that she, you you know, you can't pick who you love. And the mom's like, yes, you can. Um, And I agree with her. Like, let's remember that as soon as you got to South Africa, when you met Ronald, you picked him up at rehab. And you even said in this episode that you met him at this lowest point and you thought he was going to go up from there. And lo and behold, you had a kid with him and you've been with him for years and he's still not doing anything. And he's mad. That you spend money on getting an apartment and yet he doesn't, and he wants to justify you paying for everything and get an attitude when you don't pay for anything. Those are all red flags. They're all red flags. But meanwhile, he spent $3,000 American dollars fixing up his bike to, to ride where? Where are you riding your motorcycle to when you ain't got a job? You do odds and ends. I don't know. So it brings me to my question. Should Tiffany leave Ronald or should she stick it out because she loves him? What do you guys think? Should she stay or should she go? Because I would say to her, she should make a pros and cons list and look at that list and see like what list is longer because I can do a pro and con list right here, right now and tell you what the answer is, but obviously she has to find it for herself. But again, I'm going to say what you're not about to do is maybe the mom and pay for everything for two children and that you're going to sit in wherever you live in South Africa and play video games all day and then turn around and say that you're the man of the head of the household. That Nope. Nope. That's not true. Nope. Um, Shelly says, yes, Timothy should leave. Faith says yes. Brenda says yes. Love and Everyone says yes. 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 Um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to find out what what the big deal is and like i say many many a time when there's a question about like what do you see in this dude what do you see in this dude like this dude's a scrub this dude's a bum this guy's lazy this guy's living off you this guy is like a narcissist this and this and this i'm not talking about ronald specifically i'm just talking about like when we as fans have doubts about you know one of the characters all right, I'm going to tell you something else. The only thing it can be is, you know, that eggplant is doing the work. That's the only thing it can be. And, you know, sometimes when your eggplant whipped, your mind gets fogged up, right? So the day to day, you're like, oh, this dude, this dude, this dude, and then you have the eggplant, and like you forget for five seconds, like you're you're like hypnotized, your foggy mind. And then you you snap back into your senses, you complain a little bit, and then it ha- you have more eggplant, and it's like a vicious circle. Now in Tiffany's case, there's there's enough distance between them that you know she's not getting the prime South African eggplant. And so I feel like she should know a little bit better because her, her mind shouldn't be foggy. You know, because they're like nine months in between. So you're putting up with this for what? That's all. That's all. Redella says when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Facts. Facts. Shelly says, it's very hard when you love someone and you take your marriage very seriously with Christ. I was in a mentally abusive marriage and I finally left four years ago. This guy reminds me of my ex. First of all, thank you for sharing your story, Shelly. And I agree with you. Like when you take your marriage vows very seriously, it can be harder. Um, But I also think too, that you have to be happy, you know? You have to be happy. Anyhow, those are the couples. That was the show. Uh, yeah, I was kind of like, mm. the only person that really stood out to me was Jovi. Bravo, 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 Jovi. Keep doing what you're doing. And I felt for Azuelu. I think his heart is pure. He's trying to make real change, but I think that uh, they're conniving against him. And I think that that's when you start to make someone look crazy because you're conniving against them and you're not actually in it. And then if you saw the preview for next week where he loses his mind, yeah, he's going to lose your mind because you've been lying to his face the whole time. You've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. Let's move it. Let's do this. And then you actually are not really committed to it. So, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not good. You guys. Anywho, great show. You guys live chat was popping I always forget to say this and I'm not going to forget today. If you guys are uh, watching on Facebook, make sure that you are giving some thumbs up there. Same thing with YouTube. Like, like, like subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tomorrow. We are diving into 90 day, to single life. And you guys, you know, we're behind, but there is so much going on in the single life business. There's so much going on, so much going on. Like I need to talk about Colt and Vanessa. I need to talk about big Ed and again, if you guys have not gone to 90 Day of the Melanated Way on Instagram, and I actually posted it on Facebook too, so you'll find it on Facebook, that single life tell all looks fierce. Like it looks like the tell all that we all deserve. And so I'm saying, I'm praying to the tell all gods that that snippet is not just the best of the whole tell all. Like I hope that they come with it with that tell all because it looks insane. It looks insane. And when (laughs) Big Ed had the nerve to tell Debbie that Colt needed to get off the tit, I was like, Big Ed, that is calling the kettle black. You sound crazy right now. Anyways, I'm super excited about that. So we're doing all things single life tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Don't forget to support the show. Support the show. Support the show. Bye, guys.